0: Hello, and welcome to Cracking Copy. In this episode, we are talking about writing in a low-trust world, okay? We want to discuss all the things that businesses can do with their writing to convince your customers that you are who you say you are, the product and service is what you say it is, and you have evidence and social proof to back this up. And why? why do we think this is important? Well, increasingly, we live in... A society where we are not trusting of what we are receiving. So information from politicians, from the media, it's not always coming across as credible, whereas perhaps once it was taken for verbatim that these are authoritative sources. We'll go into some of this in more detail. I'm Ella Hoyos and I'm here with my co-host, Minnie McBride.
1: Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy.
0: This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their
1: bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us,
0: Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways
1: as we crack the copy code together. Yeah, hi Ella. Yes, it is. Mistrust is all around us now, isn't it? Maybe it always has been, but I guess because of technology, we're so much more aware. And also there are more avenues for scamming people than there probably ever have been. Yeah, we
0: are more aware. We've heard more stories about, you know, how the media has failed us or how politicians have failed us. And it it, over time it, it creates a real picture and I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that, that um, there are certain segments of society that are more trusting and some people, particularly people on lower incomes, who perhaps feel a bit failed by, by certain authorities and failed in the way that they've been treated, they are less trusting. They look to other sources to get their information and news.
1: I know it is it is actually a really sad reflection on where we currently are as a society you know, and the erosion of trust is obviously it's damaging for our finances. It's damaging for our well-being, our mental health. And it's, you know, it's obviously really damaging for business as well, because once you've got a an environment where mistrust and, you know, exaggeration and, and downright lies are prevalent, you know, <laughs> how how can you persuade somebody that that you're honest and that you are authentic and I think you know it starts at the top this misinformation all you know governments all over the world yes. you know you've got you've got a survey haven't you some survey
0: well there's there's been a few surveys on this and it seems like the Reuters Institute does a a survey um on this every year but you know survey after survey does show that politicians are amongst the least trusted people in society and you know we've <laughs> we all watch the news we've seen what happens we've seen uh, who's in power and we see how some of the things that they say can then be and some of the the promises that they make can be broken so but if you can't trust your leaders then then who can you trust because these are supposed to be our role these are the people we're supposed to look up to and take guidance from and so that is super damaging i think and quite dangerous in some respects and it, it infiltrates to other industries as well. So even charities now are finding that trust is at an all time low. And that sometimes is because of a few bad eggs, a few rogue uh, incidents that have happened that have been well publicized and well remarked on and well abhorred and objected to by people and people have it's a psychological fact that people remember the bad things i think you're five times more likely to remember some a piece of bad news or something that, that that was horrid that happened over somebody who did something positive or over that thing that was um trusted and credible you know so we we've got this sort of um, it, it is hard to overcome once, once that rot has set in it's really hard to overcome it's really important to try and overcome it because as marketers and there's people that, who are trying to do good and make the world a better place you know it's in our interest to keep telling our the good story and keep promoting the values that that we hold there because there are people who can relate to that too and, and I think as a society we want to we want to
1: do better that we want to believe that what we're being told is true. And when, when you discover that you know everything that you've known about X company or X person actually it isn't isn't the truth, it's uh it's quite you know it's quite can be quite damaging, you know. And I'm and one of the things I wanted to um mention was artificial intelligence and something like chat GPT, as we know, it's scanning the internet in order to give you the answer. And, you know, if you've got a, a, a student who's writing an essay and they're getting information off, off Google or whatever it is, and and then they're fact-checking it from various other websites. And let's say that website, those websites have used artificial intelligence in order to write their articles, then this this kind of untruth, then, you know, does that become the truth? So mm-hmm. at what point Is anyone getting called out on any of this? Yeah,
0: so simple and it it can be subtle little misunderstandings or whatever, but can be perpetuated and blown up. And as long as they're repeated over and over again, which is perhaps, you know, what will happen with artificial intelligence, then then you know that green that that brown bear could become a green bear could become a you know, a green egg somewhere down the line it can t- transform something into something else it's like chinese whispers isn't it so
1: yeah, but it's also a subtlety in language as well which can be um mistranslated or misconstrued to mean something else yeah
0: so so we have to be careful um there there are very many twistings of truths that exist um we've spoken about politicians we've spoken about the d- sort of danger of ai and um and repeating the same misinformation over and over again till it till it sort of that perception becomes somebody's reality that that yeah. is truth somehow it becomes a fact and yet it never was a fact but there's also you know there's the media we've touched on this a little bit but there's a lot of people now who don't necessarily trust or or don't read with the diversification of of media sources a lot of people don't get their news now from published newspapers or um or tv news in fact i found out recently that about 30 percent of people are getting their news from social media again which is is less likely to be fact checked and it's more likely to be opinion-based type of news the media, as well, is another source that's really blamed for this sort of low trust era that we're in. A significant uh, proportion of the public does feel that powerful people have used the media to push their own sort of political agendas or economic interests rather than represent ordinary people. And uh, particularly as well in the UK and, and the United States, um, media outlets are being seen to take sides um, and yeah. so to have their own political agenda. And that's quite obvious when sometimes when you read some of the newspapers whose side they're on. And then other sources, we were talking just before we came on air about you can be criticized for not calling out uh, lies or not calling out the thing. Yes, um, that are going on so the bbc is currently getting blamed for not calling um, a particular group of uh, people terrorists when in the eyes of the public these people are terrorists but the bbc is just trying to be what it's meant to be which is impartial and impartisan and not taking a side uh, but it's getting criticized for that and the overall effect is that people watching the news are then thinking well i can't trust you because you're not saying this
1: about these people yeah it's Um, it's 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 a I mean for the media I think it's a it's very difficult whereas with when you're talking in business actually you know you you can be truthful (laughs) you don't you don't have to lie well neither do politicians but if you're you know if you're wanting to be authentic you can be and that's really what we want to talk about isn't it because there are lots of people out there who aren't in terms of business people. And one of the things, one of the areas is is coaching, isn't it? Well, people will say that they are a, a business coach or they'll say that they're a, I don't know, a, a growth coach and they want you to part with thousands and thousands of pounds. Um, but it's not yeah. regulated. It's not regulated, is it? So,
0: yeah, their training might be on shaky ground or maybe they're self-taught. <laughs> Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being self-taught, but it's when you are selling selling that, or passing that off, off as if you are absolutely bona fide expert in this particular field. And, yeah, the problem does come with that sort of regulation of industries, and even though regulation brings with it red tape and bureaucracy and forms to fill out, but, you know, estate agency is another area where it's not a regulated industry. I mean, financial services is, so the mortgages that you need to buy the house is regulated and, and the FSA will be onto you, um, onto companies that fall foul of those rules. But the estate agency themselves uh, is not regulated. And that, again, is, an, is one of those industries where there is a lot of mistrust around it, and for, perhaps for good reason. But at the same time, there are a lot of estate agents and a lot of companies that are doing the best they can and, yes. and whatnot, and trying to provide a good service to their customers. And yes, they're a business, so they are making a profit as well. Um but yeah, yeah but we've
1: got a few bad eggs, and then what it does is it gives the industry a bad name. Absolutely. So what can you do? <laughs> what can you do? Good question. Yeah. Well, I, I I read a a quote you know all marketers are liars discuss mm. and um yeah, that made me a bit sad, but yeah. you know, I, we're not I don't <laughs> believe we fall into that camp, but it's it's it, not nice to be tarred with that. that no, broth. it's not. But how you know? How do you know if what someone says is truthful? And how do you practice honest marketing in this world of misinformation? You know, exaggeration and and lies. Mm. That's the point. It doesn't even have to be an outright lie, but
0: exaggeration and sensationalism that all contributes towards it as well doesn't it um the sun newspaper i think it's now i might be harking back to the 80s or 90s here but they um had a motto or mantra in house that you know to shock and amaze on every page i think this was probably the flag that one of the news editors used to fly but that was the point of the sun newspaper to sell more papers he had to be sensational um and those things those shock tactics did work I wouldn't say they do work now because I think people are jaded they've had too much of it um and now if you do see something that's too too sensationalized or too you know shocking you can perhaps see through that and think you know I can see what the newspaper is trying to do here
1: yes or how they got the information because what we do know now is that you know phones were hacked and all that kind of stuff and so maybe we are a, a bit more um critical about how they got to their <laughs> sensationalist inclusion mm. oh, and is that ethical and is that yeah. right and,
0: and now and, and how that plays out now online it's you know it's the clicker they call it clickbait don't they if you put clickbait in your title you just you're just giving a subject line to make someone click on the email and then when they open it
1: up they realize actually this isn't what I thought it was going to be I've been duped yes um, and it's the same with products. Yeah, you, know, you can be scrolling through Facebook, and then you get fed an ad for something that looks great and fun and or funny or or useful, and you part with your money. And um, if it does arrive, <laughs> which sometimes it doesn't, then and you realize it's a complete load of rubbish. I mean, there are lots of people who buy Sheen. Is it Sheen? And they do a. This is what it oh, looked like. <laughs> <brand>. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it looked like in the photo and this is what it looks like on me and I mean, they are hilarious but but awful I mean yeah. awful
0: yeah, so people have wasted money on us so my daughter's constantly badgering me to buy stuff from Sheena and I just won't because I've seen it in the charity shops and it's falling to bits and it's made of you know pretty much made of plastic but um yes yeah, so I've also fallen for those Facebook ads and those videos that make the product look really cool um fortunately they've been low cost but you know you you order it if it like say if it arrives you realize it's just a bit of tap made in you know really cheap or not well put together and of course
1: then there's no way to return it as well so no. and one of the I, things that if it's a low cost item you don't necessarily research first and once you've realized that it's a load of rubbish and you google that company name yeah, you suddenly find reviews <laughs> you find thousands of people saying i never received it or it's a load of rubbish and then you're like oh yeah. why did I, why did i not research it first and just Safe by yeah. safe later hassle. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, we're
0: busy and we're trying to make decisions, you know, we sometimes make decisions fast. We sometimes, you know, buy things on impulse. And it's just that's just human nature, and that's just completely normal. Um, but to take that extra time, and actually that point you made about checking reviews, there is one of the trust builders. This is one of the things that we can do to build trust. Um, but even reviews, even the trust that we have as consumers in reviews has been eroded of late you know yeah amazon have come under fire for you know for having fake reviews on their site you say now that 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 amazon had taken some action against this
1: yeah they have for a while now they have a little note that will say a verified purchase mm. so that you know that person definitely did buy it so they've yeah. obviously cross-checked it so so that's something um and then you've obviously got google reviews trust pilot reviews and you know, you've got TripAdvisor for, you know, for that particular industry.
0: Yeah, these are UK based. I don't know if they um, cross overseas as well. Some of them may. But yes, it's always worth um, checking reviews. And if in our line of businesses, as marketers and copywriters, often we when we are helping our clients sell a product or service online, usually a service and we would use testimonials, which essentially are reviews, aren't they? but testimonials can be faked and so it's like well how how do you make your testimonials credible and authentic
1: how you make them credible is well i think you need to have a name and a company name yeah um a photograph Although obviously these can be faked, but I do think if you've got a name and a company name, someone can cross-check that. They can go online and they can say, "Okay, you've said that so you know so and so is a director, are they?" Yeah. Um, and then and I think th- that's one way of doing, you know, doing that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So video testimonials as well. I mean, that I mean they're probably more difficult to get to persuade a client to do that, but you know, some people do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the more you can do to humanize, um, to show that you're a human being, uh, the better, you know. So with with speaking online, with writing stuff online, with selling stuff online, yes, you can do that in writing. behind. You can do that behind a screen and you can do that in a faceless way. But the more human elements you can bring into it, the more multidimensional it can become. I think the more credible it becomes as well. So rather than just having your, like you say, your, testimonial which is a sort of few lines on why this product was great and why this person was really a happy customer um and even more so than just having a photograph the video testimonial if you could get a voice recording or you know or speak on a podcast and interview someone on the yeah. podcast about it i think that just helps to humanize the whole thing and to show that it's it's a real it's real
1: exactly and then the other way of of showing your human side is is through your social media. So that's not just posting pictures of products, but actually in through your stories, showing people who you are and, and perhaps some video recordings of you talking or what you're doing, some behind the scenes, but also replying. So when someone comments on your on Your um, post or, or mm-hmm. whatever that you will respond, and people will see that you're responding at that you're human, and maybe you're a little bit funny or you know, or warm, and all of that can come across, yeah, yeah, in just being present. And yeah, absolutely, I think that's really,
0: really important point actually to engage, you know, don't post and ghost. I think there's the um, yeah, thing. but even you know, on Google reviews, if um, uh, if you get a review for your Google if you're on Google, my business and your business gets a review, then respond to it as quickly as you can. Cause I think it just adds to credibility and um, it, it's a nice touch as well. It's a high touch um, with people and they're more likely to come back as repeat customers if they've had a, a more of a high touch experience with you. And if they feel a sort of deeper sense of connection um, with you and your business.
1: Definitely. So one of the, First things really is knowing your audience as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, because, yes, the the liars and the, you know, your competitors that perhaps aren't being truthful will know your customers, too. But you really, really need to make sure that you know your customers as, as well as you can in order to be authentic
0: yeah yeah and and say what you mean to those customers as well you know speak you should if you know your customers you should know their language you should know what they're about you should know what they um what they love what they don't like and and how they speak and you know you should be able to be relatable with them like that so say what you mean and and demonstrate your own credibility don't make wild claims about your product and service just be realistic be be as transparent as you possibly can um, because they'll appreciate that I think that would be
1: curious. yes and one of the sort of buzzwords that comes all the t- up all the time is is social proof mm-hmm. and you know that's obviously the testimonials but also case studies yeah um, actually, we've actually got um, a case studies podcast coming up soon but that's a really really good way of showing how your product or service has made a difference
0: yeah so what we mean by social proof is really it's presenting evidence isn't it it's that evidence yes. and, and it's that third party endorsement i think that's what the social aspect comes it's not you telling people how great you are it's it's having somebody that's worked with you demonstrating what the experience was like and that might not have been the greatest experience but there'll be some elements of it which you can pull out and you can use that as evidence to show demonstrate to other people in a, in a way
1: that you're in being endorsed by a third party, yeah, that but gives you a lot of credibility. Definitely. So you can do that yourself through testimonies or testimonials or case studies, or you could have press clippings mm-hmm. where someone has written about you. Yeah. Um, or if you've got qualifications, um, to put your certifications up on your website, or if someone's saying, well, you know, what what qualifications you've got, you can prove that you've got them. Yeah if you work with a lot of online businesses
0: or you know in these days we communicate in so many different ways you know to if you have um take a screenshot of that whatsapp that you got sent where the client was really raving about that service you've just provided them and um, ask for permission obviously um for publishing do you mind if i publish this but you know to take a screenshot in its raw form so and to put that on your website under your sort of reviews it just shows that it's a real thing
1: it wasn't just you typing into a word document and posting on but here's the actual evidence and it's also, milestones are good. You know, this we've been in business 10 years. I think that's another really good, or you know, even if it's two years, but it's just showing or one year or five months or whatever. But it's talking about you being sort of committed to your your own business and your journey. It's
0: reinforcing that sort of consistency that you're here, you're here, you're here, you're here, you're, here. Yeah. you're still around. Um, and I think, yes, as well as backing up your claims with social proof, that being consistent thing is really important Um, being, you know, when trust is low, it is more important that um, to show you're telling the truth and to do it in a consistent way. So if you're, for example, if you're reporting on your business performance each month, use the same metrics each time, don't chop and change. Don't just show the good bits and play down the bits that didn't work so well, you know, just be consistent. People will appreciate, um, appreciate that. Truth and honesty really will come through, and that's that's you demonstrating your values to people without saying I'm honest. If you have to tell people you're honest, then perhaps there's something wrong. Yeah, you're but probably if, not. <laughs> you're <laughs> not honest. Yeah, but if you can demonstrate that in some way, um, then yes,
1: better. definitely. And the and the other thing is is user generated content. So I know that there's a, a there's a brand out there called I think they're called Snag Tights. And most of well, a lot of their social media is of other people wearing mm-hmm. them, just customers wearing them, or just sending little messages in, or little videos, um, or just pictures of customers in the clothes. You know, yeah. this is this is all this is all really helpful. So people yeah. can say, oh well, you know, they've got they've sold X number and people are really happy. And that just gives you like a yet again it's another sort of tick in your head saying oh you know they obviously are a good company yeah but even with that you know Minnie, i am i don't
0: know if you get this but i on instagram i do get approached by a lot of brands um offering their products for free Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i'm starting to mistrust even that sort of user-generated content because I get approached by jewellery companies, eyewear companies. Oh, we love your style and we love your this and that. And I think, really? <laughs> and would you like to, you know, we'll send you these free glasses if you promote it on Instagram and da 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 da, da. And um, it just makes me think, oh, gosh, you know, you're just pay, you're just buying people's following. Yeah. You're buying the influence, you know. Um, and I don't – I look at that now and I don't know about snack types and I don't want to discredit them, but um, – I look at that with a, I take it with a pinch of
1: salt now, you know, thinking, "Mm, I wonder if you've been sent that as a freebie. We're so cynical now, aren't we? But we have become, you know, and, 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 you know, then that takes us on to influencer marketing, doesn't it? And You and I were discussing that before where, you know, influencers, you know, you'd like to think that the influencer that you follow that you really like is going to be promoting Products that are good for me because I'm a follower, but I think that they be- genuinely believe in because yes that's, that's why they're so glowing in complexion and all the rest of it. Yeah, but I feel sometimes they're selling out, and you know, someone, you know, for well, example, yeah. you know, there's a there's an interiors follower, um, sorry, influencer that I follow, and she started to sell kind of life insurance, and you just think <laughs> someone's yeah. paid you a lot of money. Well, I just you know, and like, and it just—I don't know, I don't know. I'm surprised. I—I w- I would
0: have thought influencers more savvy than that to them to sort of go beyond their brand identity and start promoting random products that seem completely unrelated. Maybe
1: they'll you twenty grand for it. I oh, know. Like, why
0: wouldn't Why wouldn't you? But at the same time, if you want some longevity in the influencing sphere, then perhaps you'd understand that that's going to be a turnoff. Um, people start going to see through. what you're doing but unfortunately i think influence unfortunately unfortunately it depends which side of the table you sat on but influencing has become this huge industry and now it's a commercial thing and, and people understand it to be that whereas once upon a time I think it was genuinely. These people were super popular, and they were just sharing, you know, what's good in the world. But advertisers have hooked onto that because that's they've got the eyeballs. And the, with this fragmentation of media, we talked about, you know, eyeballs are all over the place now. They're on social. They're here. They're there. They're not necessarily
1: on those adverts that used to be printed in newspapers or published on TV. Um, yeah. So, so, do, so influencer marketing, perhaps it it's not maybe as honest as. It could be. And actually to get somebody to uh, mention your product without it being an ad is actually really what you want, isn't it? Someone to say, I use yeah. this face cream because it's brilliant, not because you've paid paid me to wear it.
0: I think at least now that influencers who are being paid have to admit that this is paid content so that, yes. that people aren't being uh, duped. So there, there is some level of uh, transparency there. And I'm not saying that all influencers are bad they're no, not it's just no
1: I just it's again it's a bit a pinch of salt isn't it yeah it's just that there are a lot of
0: cynics like us out there <laughs> yeah
1: but there's a lot of people who aren't perhaps as cynical as us who genuinely would say well if they think it's good and they're promoting it then I'm going to buy it yeah and it is a fact I mean I've I've worked with companies who we've done some influencer deals and they have sold a lot mm. because that particular influencer mentioned it yeah, and they have the credibility and they have yeah. the following. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's good. So making it personal and staking your reputation is, you know, it's is really important.
0: So what, what do we mean by that? Is that? That's about taking responsibility um, for what you're doing or saying. Is that what you mean by making it personal? Yes,
1: making it personal. Well, we'll, well I suppose we're going back to the personal things that you might add to your sort of social media behind the scenes but also yes making it making it it's it's your reputation that it's it that's at stake so i think if maybe you did make a claim and it was slightly incorrect that you would then apologize for that or yeah. Um,
0: or, or if you make a mistake better, well, better to admit it really, isn't it? And do yes. fall out. Okay. There may be some fallout. It may not be the end of the world. I presume. I think it would probably be less damaging to to hold your hand up and say, oh yeah, I made a mistake, mistake," but here's how I'm going to rectify it. And that might not be an outright apology. It might just be, here's some action steps that I've taken because I, you know, I don't, didn't like this um, and move on and uh, let people see but at least you've been honest and transparent about it so it's it's taking responsibility for your own actions really and recognizing that we are all human and, and actually humans are quite forgiving as well so you know I'm not one to hold a grudge if I think that somebody's made a genuine error then um
1: and uh, um, yes because you're you're actually then trusting someone more because they've been big enough to admit it and honest yeah. enough to to actually talk about it yeah openly and in public yeah it takes um, a bit of
0: courage and that's an does. admirable an admirable quality and that's the thing it, it, I think when we communicate in whatever form that is um in writing in person whatever if we're trying to communicate th- through what we're doing as uh, our value, the value that we're offering to other people. If we're in business and we're mark, you know, um, but also our own values, what we believe in, and 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 let them be polarizing if they need to, because we want to be attracting the right fit customers, and we want to be repelling the wrong fit people for us. So there's not everybody's going to love everything about us, but I think if we're honest with ourselves and we can be as authentic as possible, and we can show and demonstrate in what we do what our values are then um, that helps build uh, people's trust and people get to know like and trust you over time yeah. and if they don't that's okay let them walk away they're not your people.
1: No that's true and I think one of the things that is also important to know is these things can take time I mean I have had people that haven't have 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 obviously followed me for a while, never commented, never done anything. And then out of the blue, they contact me and say, I'm just thinking of, you know, rewriting my website or whatever. Can I talk to you about a quote? And then you think, okay, so they've been following me. And then that's good because they've obviously taken their time to work out if I'm a good fit, whether I'm honest, whether I fit their, you know, what what it is that they're looking for in someone to help them get their messaging across so yeah I think it can take time you know it's not an overnight it's not an overnight solution
0: exactly and I think the current marketing thinking is it takes about 20 digital touch points uh before somebody does have that you know impression of you and is ready to buy from you so keep showing up keep being visible keep being you and um and it will pay off no, I yeah. mean, you just don't know who's watching and you don't know I mean I've, I've had that a few times recently where um, I've had comments out of the blue from people that I think oh my gosh I didn't even know you knew I existed and here you are we're having a chat now that's really nice yeah.
1: it is really nice yeah um, well maybe we'll get approached by a political party to do their messaging you never know Ella <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that'll be a job to take on or not. (laughs) I can imagine. Um, But yes, so it's an interesting topic. So, yeah, let us know. uh, Contact us in the show notes. So all our contact details are there. If you'd like to continue the conversation.
0: Yeah. Is there anything we've missed? Are there any big obvious things that that, um, that you do in your business to help build trust um, or things that you've known, proven to work that we don't know about? We'd love to hear from you. Brilliant. Yeah okay
1: until next time
0: see ya you have been listening to the cracking copy podcast
1: with ella hoyos and minnie mcbride don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts and more details and resources are in our show notes so we'll see you next time